0: Hey, what's up, you spooky bitches? Welcome to another episode of Aaron the Bland Podcast with your host, Aaron. I hope everyone is doing well. They're doing fantastic. Health is up. I don't even know why I just said that. It's like making it seem as if we're a part of a Mario game and you get a one-up mushroom. I don't know why the fuck I said that. I'm sorry. You can just pretend I didn't say that and go on with your day. You could even just stop listening to me in general because I talk shit. I just want to start out by saying thank you to everyone that's still supporting my podcast page and listening to my podcast. I do definitely appreciate every single one of you. I would definitely appreciate as well. That's a lot of definitelys. Don't mind me. I would also appreciate if you were to go on Apple Podcast and rate my podcast, even leave a review. That would be awesome of you. I would really love that. I'll send you a nude. I don't fucking know. Just kidding on the nude part. I will just say thank you and from the bottom of my dark little heart that no matter what, I am genuinely always happy whenever I see a new comment or review, I'm sorry, so that's just super nice. But today, I actually wanted to talk about Barbarian, and if you have not watched this movie, please do yourself a favor and go watch it. It's so amazing. It's definitely unique. It's something that has not been done before that I can recall or anything. And in the horror community, everyone's always saying that they want something new. You don't want a franchise or something that is being rebooted, things like that, because sometimes when someone reboots a movie, for example, like Friday the 13th, The Nightmare on Elm Street, it's we already know what's going to happen, and... I mean, by all means, I love slosher movies. I am a big whore for them, to be honest. Like, if I were to be a part of a movie, it would definitely be in a slosher, like Friday the 13th or Scream. But I also do love unique movies, like a new horror movie that has not been done before, and one that makes me really think what's going to happen next. And me thinking ahead, knowing, oh, this is going to happen, and it does not happen that catches me off guard a lot. So if you are one of those people like me where you want something new, you think you know what's gonna happen and it doesn't happen to what you want, by all means, please go watch this movie. Do yourself a favor, do not listen to me right now until you actually watch it. Um, There is going to be spoilers in here. I'm going to let you know when the spoiler part is going to happen because I'm going to go through the whole movie but i'll let you know so you can definitely tune in with me hang out with me for a little bit listen to my annoying voice and see what you liked but i just want to go in like balls deep you know because i just love this movie so much i rate it i mean out of five stars i would definitely do like 4.8 even like it's really perfect to me i really do not see any flaws to it whatsoever i'm sure someone can pinpoint us a couple of things that they didn't like, and if you are the, that person that is saying, oh, I actually didn't enjoy it or anything, then by all means, please let me know, because I just wanna know what your thought process was. And I'm always just like for it, like for your opinions and everything, I, if you didn't enjoy it, then you didn't enjoy it, and that's okay. On my end, I definitely loved it, I wanna watch it again, cannot wait until it comes out. I actually wanna watch it again in the movie theater, but we'll see, because You know, I want to watch Pearl right now, and that hasn't happened yet, so hopefully in this week or maybe tonight I'll watch it. I mean, this comes out on Sunday, so who knows. But let's just get into it. I'm going to talk about like what the movie was about, so make a quick synopsis of it, and then go into the characters a little bit, and what my first impression was for the trailer. So, going into that... Barbarian is basically about a young woman checking into her Airbnb located in a rundown neighborhood in Detroit, but is quickly met with another individual already occupying the house. So with that in mind, we see that the man invites her in, and due to the weather, she accepts the invitation and quickly attempts to get this resolved. So she contacts the owner of the Airbnb trying to figure out, What the hell happened like why did you double book us and she's also trying to contact hotels around the area to get a reservation but unfortunately with no luck she ends up staying there and quickly discovers that there is more to fear in this house than an unexpected guest so we are introduced to bill skarsgard which he plays keith we have justin long which he's introduced later on but he plays AJ, and we have Georgina Campbell, so like the main individual, and she's amazing by the way. She plays Tuss. So all these individuals are completely different. Um, for me to paint you a picture, um, Keith is very awkward. He kind of over says things, if that makes sense, um, kind of like he's trying to be like that good guy. But says some weird ass things like top-notch shit which is like uh, I'm kind of like weirded out by you I do not want to be around you and definitely not spend the night with you if I don't know who the fuck you are so I don't know what your intentions are um Tess she is definitely like that strong individual she is always looking at like the future And I say that in means of like, for example, Keith, she does not trust him. She wants to just make sure that he is a good guy and everything that he is offering her. She's just like, no, I'm good. I do not want that, which I will pinpoint because in movies, whenever you're offered something by a stranger, and especially if it's in a horror movie, I always think that they're going to drug you like, for example, the human centipede, that's what happens. Definitely do not take a drink or anything from a stranger. I would not want to do that at all so and then Justin Long his character he is top notch like he is above I don't know he is in his own little world and I will definitely get into that you are going to see in the summary of the whole movie like the plot of it how he is like how he acts and he is just out for himself basically that's how I can just describe him as So as for my first impression, the synopsis of the movie, it basically explains the whole trailer, like that's just what it is, and it introduces the characters of the movie. So of course, that's Tess, Keith, AJ, and a couple other people that you are able to see in the trailer, but they're really quick. In the trailer, we actually see Tess finding a hidden room in the basement, and that's where Keith ends up going down into. Tess follows down this deep like stairwell basically and she ends up finding keith there like freaked out so they're both freaking out and that's basically how the trailer ends where we do not know what's going on we just are introduced to these characters airbnb portion and then they end up in a basement who the fuck knows is going what's going to happen but to me because like once that title card of barbarian came up i quickly jumped ahead of everything and I don't know if anyone else thought of this too I don't know what like your thoughts were for the first trailer but when I first watched it I was thinking it was going to be some type of like cruel game that these people were going to play like I thought these people rented out at Airbnb and someone on the back end knew that they overbooked them or they double booked them whatever and they were going to lead them down into a basement where they are going to be held captive and become barbaric. So being barbaric is like an act that is either brutal or cruel, so going back to a primitive mindset to survive. So with that in mind, I thought the movie was going to have individuals run out of Airbnb and be a part of some cruel game that will essentially end with a lone survivor. Um, So in that case, I was thinking that killing each other until there is one last individual standing and that's how you're going to escape this horrible nightmare that is what i thought but again (laughs) me thinking oh i know everything about horror and nothing's gonna come to a surprise to me so the trailer to me wasn't that interesting but i love the way that they did the trailer because it was not what i intended whatsoever so moving forward I am going to say that these are going to have spoilers now, and if you do not want to listen to it, then please, you can stop now, and then you can revisit once you watch the movie. So I'm warning you now, Like this is where I'm going to say everything. So after the trailer, I watched the movie, of course, and once that happened, I was completely shocked. I was wrong about everything that I was thinking. This was not no fucking game, and I didn't think that what was coming as in like this huge ass monster was going to be a part of this and that was considerably barbarian. I didn't think that was anything whatsoever. I thought Keith was going to be a part of everything whatsoever and he knew this whole time what was going down in the basement and he was trying to kill Tess and I saw Justin Long's character like really quickly in the trailer so I didn't really know what his portion was but I thought he was a part of the game as well and then trying to get out of it trying to survive. So let's start from the beginning. I'm going to just give off like what is happening. So Tess is renting out Airbnb due to a job interview she has with a director for documentaries. Keith is apparently he knows who this individual is and he's basically saying oh yeah I've seen their documentaries before things like that but Tess is like how the hell have you seen her documentaries like they are so like no one knows about them so like that kind of throws her off guard anyways the Airbnb is in a rundown neighborhood of Detroit as I stated in the quick synopsis Um, but when she arrives the house is already occupied by Keith Keith is very awkward and oversays many things that can put her on ease so I say that he oversays things because there's a portion in the movie where he's just offering her like a tea or anything and Tess is very off-putted about that she does not want to take anything from him thinking that maybe who knows like what could happen and she ends up showering and she comes out and he's sitting down at the dinner table the little dinner table that is inside the airbnb with a wine a wine bottle that has not been opened yet so she he wanted to make sure that he opened it in front of her so she didn't feel as if he's doing anything to that wine bottle but again it's kind of like weird that you have to say all that because then it puts that other person into like an odd situation. Like, okay, would you have done that? Or would you have not done that? You know, it's like really odd. So I like that they incorporated that because it made him seem way more awkward and way more unnerving. So it made me question him way more thinking he's definitely a part of this. He knows what's going on and I don't trust this bitch whatsoever so she ends up warming up to him and they have a nice night of conversation they even seem like they're even feeling each other a little bit so they both go into the bedroom but nothing happens they have like this little intimate moment of like maybe something might happen but they end up going their separate ways so tess ends up getting the bed in the bedroom and keith ends up sleeping on the couch. In the middle of the night, she awakens to some movement coming within the house and notices that her bedroom door was open. Keith is still on the couch fast asleep, but appears to be making very odd noises. He looks like he might be in some like weird nightmare. I don't know. I mean, for me, I talk a lot in my sleep, so I do make odd noises. So I think that's probably what I look like when I'm sleeping. But she ends up going up to him and wakes him up. And they have, like, this very odd confrontation because he's like, what the fuck? Like, why are you right here looking at me? But she's just like, oh, never mind. Like, I'm just gonna go back to bed. And they just go their separate ways and just basically say as if, like, nothing happened. So she ends up waking up the next morning and she heads to her job interview and it appears to go very, very well. So, I mean, in my head, I'm rooting for her to get the job and it seems like she's doing really well. And the... Interview lady basically states that she's going to call her the next day, but she does ask where Tess is staying, and she makes her aware that she's in a very bad part of a town, and it's super unsafe. So once Tess returns back to the Airbnb, a homeless man is seen running down the street toward her, begging her to get out of the house. Tess is able to get into the rental quickly before the homeless man caught up to her. After this confrontation, Tess heads down to the basement, but accidentally locks herself in, which will fucking suck. I will be... Uh, I'd be so annoyed if that fucking happened to me, especially if I'm hungry. I'd be pissed So she's trying to find a way out, but she discovers a secret hidden door while pulling a string So that's what is shown in the trailer Uh, She ventures in and finds another room with a video recorder and a bed meaning that someone may have been held captive there She's a little odd about it. Not a little odd She's like freaked out about it and wants to get out of there immediately she goes back into like the main area of the basement and she goes towards the window of the basement and she sees Keith pulling up and Keith ends up actually getting her out of the basement. She He unlocks the door and she gets out. She is set in the common area of the actual house and she's explaining to Keith that there is a hidden basement down there and it's really odd. There's like a video recorder. There is a room. So Keith just wants to go see what's going on. And even though Tess is basically pleading him to not go down there, he ends up going down there anyway. And Tess does not hear from him for quite some time. So she's like, fuck, like now I need to go check to see where he's at. She ends up going back down there. And unfortunately, he is nowhere to be found in that corridor. And he's not in the room. But she ends up finding another secret passageway. And it descends into like this, like, dark area of like a tunnel looking thing like you have to go down all these stairs and she ends up hearing Keith screaming so she's he's basically saying that someone else is down there with them once Tess actually finds Keith she tries to grab him but they are stopped by a tall monster looking lady Um, she's running up to them and she actually grabs Keith and starts to repeatedly smash his head into a wall so at this very moment This is when I was like, oh, wait, Keith is not a part of any of this. And he is just a victim, unfortunately. And it was just so sad seeing him go because I really enjoyed his character. Because I thought he was, like, the really mean person. Like, he's going to be, like, the villain of the movie. And yet he wasn't. So I was like, holy... Wait, I was like, wait, hold up. What the fuck is going on right now? Because this weird-ass lady, like, naked lady, like, titties hanging down to the floor, she is... Scary as fuck, I would be terrified if I saw this individual running up to me. So we see that Tess and the lady are just like staring at each other and then it just cuts out. So once that happens, we are actually introduced to AJ. So this is Justin Long's character. And we learn that he's an actor for a TV show. Uh, Due to one of his co-stars claiming rape allegations against him, he is fired from the show. In a very difficult situation, he is pressured to sell his assets to pay for legal costs. He ends up traveling to Detroit to one of his properties that he owns, and it ends up being the same Airbnb that Tess and Keith were staying in. He notices that the previous renters' belongings were still there, um, thinking that they were still staying there with no one knowing. AJ ends up looking around the house, but he has no luck locating them. He's basically saying, like, I have a gun, like, you guys need to come out before I shoot you, Um, which is, like, his character gives so much dynamic in in the movie because it becomes very serious in the beginning he adds a lot of comic relief but at the same time what he's going through is very serious and it should not be taken lightly and we're kind of like learning like how his character is and like how he actually is and trust me he is a dickhead but I really enjoyed his character, to be honest. After he has no luck locating Tess or Keith, he ends up meeting up with a friend at a bar later on in the night and explains to him that him and his co-star had consensual sex. He basically was just saying, I mean, it seemed like as if like she was okay with it, so he just went on and did what he did. Um, but once he returns to the house, AJ does, he actually contacts his co-star and leaves him, well, not him, I'm sorry, <laughs> he leaves her a voicemail basically asking for forgiveness. He was apologizing for anything that made her feel uncomfortable and if he read the situation incorrectly. So still drunk, AJ ends up going down into the basement and locates the hidden door. And not thinking anything wrong about it, he thinks of it as an opportunity to gain more money since he can sell the house for so much more. So I thought this part was so funny because everyone in the movie theater was cracking up as this was happening because he ends up measuring the square footage of the corridor and then locates the the other secret passage to the tunnel I'm sorry, I'm, like, getting super tongue-tied. Um, so as this is happening, I'm sure, like, money signs are flaring up in his head, that's for sure, because if he's thinking, like, oh, shit, like, there's this extra-ass room in here, like, this extra square footage, I'm going to sell this for way more, and he doesn't have to worry about, like, his cases or anything because he can probably pay it off. But he ends up going deeper into the tunnel and he locates a room that has a television playing a video about a mother breastfeeding. So this is when he actually like descends into the stairwell, like he's actually going deeper into the tunnel. And as that is happening, he ends up hearing that deformed monster person actually chasing after him. So he is then chased through the tunnel by the monster, which we then know as the mother. So since he falls into a pit where we see Tess is being held captive still, thankfully I did not want to see her dead. I was so happy to see her alive, even though I knew in the actual movie trailer she was still alive, but it was still nice seeing her because I did not know what the fuck happened to her. So now that AJ is there, Tess is explaining to him that they need to listen to whatever the mother says since she just wants them to act as their children. The mother provides a bottle of milk from them to drink, so with like a little nip thing, and while Tess drinks AJ does not and the mother gets really upset to the point where she ends up dragging AJ into the room with the television and forces him to breastfeed this this scene just like is engraved in my head because i'm just thinking of like how gross it would be and how scared and terrified i would be They could make this into a maze. I mean, it'd be very, like, traumatizing, but at the same time, like, it'd be really fun to go through. So as AJ is getting breastfed by the mother, Tess takes the opportunity to escape and barely makes it out the house with the help of the homeless man dragging her out of the basement window. So that shot of when she's getting dragged out, I get so... I get a lot of anxiety when I'm like watching movies, which I should probably not watch them if I have like anxiety issues, but whatever. I mean, I think it's a lot, it's a lot of fun. Like my adrenaline will rush with it. And me thinking like putting myself in their shoes, like how I would feel, I would be so scared. I would be terrified, especially knowing that some big ass monster is following behind me. And I have like, I cannot mess up anything like I need to make sure I get out because if I mess up one little thing, if I trip or anything, I'm dead. I'm going to be gone. So thankfully, that homeless man does end up taking her out of the basement window. He ends up explaining that she likes to also roam at night. So the mother, that's why we're able to listen to all this like weird noises within the middle of the night, because that's when the mother actually gets out of the house. She does not leave when it's daytime um but she likes to feed and that's when she's roaming the streets so she should leave as she has the opportunity because why the fuck would she not and the homeless man is basically begging her to like you should leave like please leave like you should not be here anymore but of course because Tess is the bad bitch she is she wants to go save AJ and she does not want him to stay down there So as that's happening, we actually are shown a flashback of the previous owner. So his name's Frank. Fucking ugh. I hate him so much. I hate him because he would stalk and abduct young women, and he would rape them, he would impregnate them, and it would just be this gross-ass cycle that would go over and over and over until that byproduct of whatever the mother was became. So he is the reason why that... Individual or the monster has been created because of all this incest. So it was just like a horrible cycle. Going into the movie, I didn't think it was going to be anything like that. And yet, this is what was shown to me. And I was like, oh, fuck. I did not assume this whatsoever. Once I did see his character, though, I did think that he was going to do some weird shit to be a part of this. And I didn't think that he was going to be, um, like abducting and raping multiple women because that's basically what happened. But we are shown the grocery, the, the not a grocery store lady, but she is a buyer at a grocery store and he ends up following her and pretends to be a electrician or plumber and to get into her house so he can unlock the window and then come later on at night to abduct her. So once we see that flashback, we go back to wherever AJ's currently at And AJ is trying to find a means to escape and he locates another room in the tunnel. Fortunately for him, the mother does not go near that room because she is, she seems to be either afraid or she just does not want to go around that area. So as AJ enters into that room, there's another individual in the room. It's none other than Frank. He is just like in a vegetative state. He is in his bedroom, like on a bed, like looks like he is deteriorating. He's just fucking gross. I'm sure it smells disgusting in there because AJ definitely says that it smells like shit. So as he sees that Frank is in there, AJ is actually looking around the room. AJ finds a shelf of videotapes and ends up playing the one that is already inside the VHS player. So you can hear the woman yelling and pleading for her help and don't know what's really going on there because the movie doesn't show what's on the video, but you can hear what's going on and i'm assuming that frank it's either like torturing them raping them do not know but i don't know if it's like they did that on purpose to leave it up to the imagination of the viewer but aj definitely does turn around and let him know that how foul of a person he is and like how disgusting he is so it could just be very very gross but while AJ was actually watching the video. He didn't notice that Frank actually was grabbing a gun from his dresser right next to him. Unfortunately, for AJ he was not able to get information out of Frank because Frank ends up killing himself so after Frank kills himself AJ arms himself with a gun and heads out to find an exit from the tunnels the mother has set out at night to locate Tess but Tess is waiting in the car the whole time Tess is able to pin the mother between the house and the car so believing that she killed her which again in a horror movie you should make sure to kill the individual or like the killer whatever it is monster whatever you want to call it you need to make sure that they're dead because you cannot just be like, oh, I hit them with something. They are automatically dead because no, no, they are not. Just, just kill them, please. But of course that does not happen. So as she pins them, pins the mother against the car and the wall, um, she ventures back into the tunnels to locate AJ. Unfortunately, because she's going down there blindly, AJ shoots her on accident which I was so fucking pissed, I called this, at least, on my head. I was like, she's gonna get shot, and I don't want her to fucking die. But unfortunately, she got shot, and AJ's a dumb bitch. But whatever. Uh, Thankfully, (laughs) she does not die, because I would have been very, very sad. But she is badly injured. Um, They both escape, and we see that the mother is no longer pinned between the car. Of course. Why would she? Uh, They locate the homeless man by the water towers, where he was set up And because that's where he was telling Tess he had his home. So they end up going over there again. He further explains that the mother is a production of decades of rape and incest. And at this time, the mother actually locates them and kills the homeless man. He is actually beaten with his own arm. So the mother actually takes off his arm and beats him with it. It reminds me of like a Mortal Kombat fatality. I will find which one it is and then show you guys on my Instagram but that's basically how i imagined it i want to say it was like a jason kill don't quote me on that i will i will i will find it anyways so as this homeless man is unfortunately getting beaten to death um she then chases tess and aj up the water tower so aj knowing what will happen next unfortunately since there's nowhere else to go there's just one way down and that's either well actually two ways down you can either jump down or you can go down the stairs but the mother's not going to let you go down the stairs that easily you know so at this time aj is basically knowing like okay well we have this option and unfortunately it's going to be either both of us that are going to die or just one of us and because once he says that he ends up pushing Tess off the water tower telling the mother to have her baby back The mother jumps after Tess and takes the impact of the fall to save Tess. AJ finds Tess and the mother on the floor, apologizing to Tess for pushing her. Fucking bitch. Um, But the mother's able to get up and digs her fingers in AJ's eyes. This scene just reminded me... I know it's not how he dies in Jeepers Creepers, but because his eyes are taken out in Jeepers Creepers, that's how he dies in this fucking movie. Like, his eyes are gouged out. Um... That just reminded me of it. So I don't know if that was just an honor of his character in that movie, but I'm very glad that they killed him off because he was basically thinking like, I'm not really a bad guy, but yet he is a very selfish and will do anything to make sure that he lives and can care less about what everyone else does. But so as Tess is just on the floor, like she's like a badly injured. I mean, she had she's been shot in her stomach. She just fell a fucking fuck ton of feet from a water tower all the way to the floor. The mother just seems very sincere though and just wants to baby her and wants to like nurse her back to health. And Tess is like, I cannot go back in that house. Like, please do not take me there anymore. But, like, the mother is, like, very, she just wants to take her. Like, she just wants to nurse her back to health and, like, just wants to be hers. And Tess takes the opportunity of, like, looking at the gun that's next to her. She grabs it and she points it towards the mother's face. And she's basically saying, the. Mo- this scene just gets me so sad. Now that I think about it. Because she says, like, bye, baby. I don't know. Like, she says it's so, like, like loving. And, like, knowing that she wants the best for her. <laughs> I don't know. That's, like, so weird to say. Um, but anyways, Tess ends up pulling the trigger, kills the mother. And that is the end of the movie. And we just see Tess, of course, like, walking away from, like, this horrible-ass nightmare that she just came across. And I'm just really wondering, like, did she get her fucking job? I, mean, I was wondering if she is going to get the job because she was supposed to get a call back the next day. So who knows? But yeah, that was the whole movie. Yeah. If you want to like watch it, I mean, I already told you the whole thing and you can just picture the whole movie because I basically just went through the whole thing for you. And if you enjoyed it, I would just say, watch the movie because me, I don't do it justice. I, definitely want to like give you like the whole summary of what happened i loved every character in this movie i love justin long's character even though like how much of a dickhead he is and like i was like fuck he is such an asshole but at the same time maybe that's why it's like called barbarian because he did become like barbaric in that sense where he was very selfless like he wanted to just not selfless i'm sorry he was very selfish He needed to do whatever was best for him. And he only cared about him. Like he cared about his ego. He cared about like what everyone thought about him. And in a case where it's either going to be him or someone else that dies, he's definitely going to choose the other person to get killed and not him. Per se, like why he pushes Tess off the, the water tower. Keith was, now that I like know it, his character was and that he was not a bad guy. He was very sweet now that I think about it. He definitely just overshared a lot of things, like kind of made it seem as like, oh, I'm not a weird guy and I wouldn't do that. But like him just saying all those types of things definitely did put a weird, like suspicious cloud over him. And like, oh, I should not be friends with you because like all the weird shit you're saying and it's just like throwing me off buddy like i i don't know what you would or wouldn't do like just because you're saying you wouldn't do this doesn't mean you like actually would not you know and i really enjoyed tess's character i mean she's definitely like the heroine of the the movie i loved how brave she was she's very strong um she Definitely just became this individual, like, okay, whatever situation I'm going to be in, I'm going to just blend in and try to figure out what to do next. If she wants to breastfeed me, then she's going to have to breastfeed me. And I'll just like think of some way to get out of this. Thankfully, she had like the brains for everything. And she, even though like she knew how probably AJ was, she still wanted to save him. But see I don't know it's like that trust in people like you're just like fuck should I save them or should I not but she her heart was in the right place and she wanted to save that person no matter even that was a complete stranger and she wanted to save them she wanted to save Keith she wanted to save AJ fortunately I mean unfortunately for Keith fortunately for AJ he died but yeah it was just intense such a fun ride though I definitely want to watch it again And, again, I would give it, like, a 4.8, almost 5 out of 5, you know? It was just so fun to watch. It was gory in a sense of, like, the two deaths that were there. Well, three, I mean, because one of them was just, like, that arm getting ripped off and then getting beat with it. Imagine getting beat with your own fucking arm. Fuck, that's intense. But, yeah, definitely unique. Did not see anything coming, besides the like weird frank situation i assumed he was a fucking freak from the beginning when i first saw him when like the flashback but other than that no from what i saw in the trailer definitely different from what i saw in the movie i did not assume a monster of like byproduct of incest and rape things like that were go, was going to happen and of course like if you're like triggered by any of that stuff then It's not really shown like they don't show any like rape or anything like that. So if you want to like make sure, oh, should I watch it or not? Because of any of that. And you wouldn't want to watch that. They don't have it. I mean, they do have like the yells and like the screens of help, but they don't actually show it on the actual movie. It was just more of like the noises and things like that. Uh, The score was amazing. I love the music in it and it was beautifully shot. I love the way it looked. But yeah, just a fun, horrific ride. I don't know. It was just intense. But if you watched it, what did you think about it? If you didn't like it, why didn't you like it? I would love to know. I want to know your opinions and your ideas of why you didn't like it. It was definitely unique. I mean, I feel like you can at least say it was unique. It was definitely different. It was not something that has been made from like what I can really recall. And yeah, just different. And I loved it, and I want to watch it again. Cannot wait to own it. But that's all I really have for all of you guys. If you enjoyed this, please let me know, and let me know what you want me to cover next or in the future, because I just want to keep talking and ranting and rambling about all this stuff. And of course, I do want to have other utter, utter <laughs> utters, other individuals on this podcast. So yeah, by all means, please give me some ideas and I will be more than open to researching and things like that. But till next time, guys, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Enjoy your week and stay tuned.